Today's daf is daf Zion. We're holding at the top of Zion Ahmed Aleph. So we discussed yesterday that although, as the opening Mishnah of our Masechta discussed, that there is a notion of yodos, when you say a partial Russian, so if you've said enough, like you have a handle that you can pick up the whole vessel, so uh, it, in the case of Nidre Kodesh, Hegdesh, and Nidre Isern, an Eder that's made, or in the case of Nazirus, right, and the Ran says also by Shvua, that there, there is a direct scriptural link to teach us that a Nidui, that, that, that I'm sorry, that a uh, Yad is binding. And we discussed whether or not that concept can be applied through a Mamatsinu, can be applied to Kedushin, we discussed. And then we ended up yesterday's daf is what about in a case of Peya? Now, Peya is more than just a Mamatsinu. Peya, we said, was because there actually is a direct link, a Hekish between Peya and Korban, and uh, just as Corbin is a yad, so they maybe by Peah, person said, remember said, I want this corner to be a, um, a Peah for my field. Uh, he says, and this, the uh, Hadain. He never said the word Nami, does the word yad. So the, the way the Ron explained yesterday is that even though usually when there's a Hekesh and for the laws of Baal Ta'achar, they are compared, but, so you would, should assume it should be compared for all halachas. However, since the Pasuk doesn't mention peya specifically, maybe in such a case you limit the impact of the hekesh, and the hekesh only applies to what is specifically mentioned in the Pasuk, which is Baal Ta'achar, that you have a violation of delaying uh, peya, uh, just as you have a, delay, a violation of delaying carbon, but it does not apply to the laws of Yodos, that does not, the portal is not created for Yodos because Peya is not mentioned specifically. We have something very similar in today's Shiloh. If one wants to know, Yesh Yad Litzdoka or Ein Yad Litzdoka. Now what that, what's the Shiloh? Say Hechidami, what's the case? Say Elam, maybe the case is the Amar Hadein Zuzel Litzdoka. He has uh, two coins in front of him. So he says, I want coin A to be given for Tzedakah. Vahade Nami. And this one also. He points to coin B. And coin B also. So that, maybe that's the case of Yad. Because he never said uh, completely, I want coin B to be for Tzedakah. But he says like this. Ahut Tzedakah That's considered to be, that's not a Yad. The fact that you're piggybacking on the first Lashon, which the first coin you said specifically, I want it to be for Tzedakah. So by saying, and this one also, clearly means it's an extension of that first declaration, you don't need yodos for that. That's considered to be the complete statement, and therefore, that's not a shail if there be yad for tzedakah, because that's not a din of a yad. That's considered a full lotion. Elok, you're going to Amar Hadein, below Amar Nami. The case he said, and I want this one, uh, uh, indicating coin B, but he never said the word also. He never said the word Nami. So he said, Velo Amar Nami. So my, Hade Nami Is there enough of a Lushan there to say that's a Yad? There's enough that's a partial Lushan. You didn't say the word Nami, but we understand that you're indicating it should be for Tzedakah. Ka'amar, Oidilma, my Vahadein, or perhaps what does Vahadein mean? 
and this one, lenafkusa ba'alma means, and this one, his intention was, and this one, I'm going to spend on on other expenditures, lenafkusa ba'alma ka'amar, v'dibura dule aske, and he did not finish off, he did not get a chance to finish off what he intends to spend it for. But means, since there is a doubt, since there is a doubt, it's not a clear cut that, like, like when he said Nami, when he said the word Nami, it's just an extension of the first Lashen, and then we could say it's not a Yad. Here it does fall into the realm of Yadais, because it's not a clear cut. So even though all indications are that it should be for Tzedakah, there is a, uh, a, 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 a certain element of doubt that it could have meant something else, and this one should be spent on something else, so therefore, then you would have to rely on a yad. It would have to work if it would be a yad. And therefore a yad could be a yad mechiyach, maybe it's a yad she'en mechiyach, but you'd have to come on to it being a yad in order for determining if it should work or not. And the question is, do, uh, do yados work by tzedakah? Now what's the shaila over here? So now, so, so the, the Gemara explains, this is not like the Shiloh by Kedushin that you could learn it out from a Mamatsinu. This is more like the Shiloh by Peah because there is a, the Pasuk that talks about Tzedakah, right? There's a Drasha that teaches us concerning Tzedakah that's written immediately after the Pasuk that talks about Baal Ta'acher. So therefore, there is a linkage, there is a smuchim, a, 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 a juxtaposition between the laws of Carbon, Balta Acher, to a Pasuk that talks about when a person makes obligations, and, and in that Pasuk we learn from, from a, well, there's a drush from the word Beficha, Kasher Dibarta Beficha, which we learn on Beficha means even cases of Tzedakah, that there is a Balta Acher, that you're over, you violate the laws of Balta Acher, by tzedakah, again, as a shayla, does it mean three regalim? Does it mean immediately after the first opportunity that you have when you committed yourself, you have to give it, as discussed in the Rishonim. But anyway, there is a baal ta'achar that's learned out from carbon. So therefore, do we expand that linkage to apply to yados as well, or not? That is the shayla. So, mi amen ankeim, the iskish le since tzedakah is compared to karbonus, that the pasuk says, um, that Amotis Vasecha Tishmor Vasisaka Shedi Nadarta La Shemelokecha Nadava Shedi Bata Beficha and Beficha we learn applies even to Tzedakah. Or do we, and, 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 and that Pasuk is, ju- and, and from there we learn that juxtaposition that, uh, that the Balta Acher applies by Tzedakah, and since we're making that linkage apply it to Yodas as well, right? So Makar Bonas Yeshlem Yad, Avtzedok Yeshlem Yad. Oh, Dilma, perhaps since the Yatsudok is not mentioned explicitly, so it's only Lebal Ta'achah de Iskish, but it's only compared to Baal Ta'achah. Now, the Ran has a discussion over here, because usually in the style of the Gemara, when you have these Shilas that are asked, one builds upon the other. Now, yesterday we showed that that that, that uh, kedushin was the first shaila, and then uh, upon kedushin, uh, payah was built because payah was more of a a reason to ask the shaila. Kedushin, you had we're, we're asking, does it is it a mamatzinu? Where payah it could be actually a hekesh. So we went from kedushin to payah. We understand the progression. Now, from payah, we are dealing with tzedakah. The question is, is that also a progression? So the Ran brings down. There are some Rishonim that learn, yes, because there are some Rishonim learn that payah, there's an obligation, you have to, balkarchat, you don't have a choice whether you want to give payah or not. So maybe something where you have an obligation that you have to go ahead and do, so your verbal commitment is more powerful, and therefore the yad of 
payah could be binding. That's what, but the shaila is, well, what about tzedakah, where there's no, uh, this is how the summer shaila learned, there is no obligation, it's not balkoch against your will. And therefore, the question now is a, a step up. Or even if you say by payah there's a yad, maybe by tzedakah there's no yad. And the Ran does not like it, because the Ran says that tzedakah is also against your will, balkorcha. You can be forced to give tzedakah. And therefore, he doesn't see the distinction between payah and tzedakah. He doesn't see this as a progression, as a step up. And therefore, the Ran learns, and we have this in other Masechtas too, is that this is these two shilas were asked independently, that when their editors of the Gemara, Rabin Ravashi, gathered the information to uh, edit and to compile in the Gemara, they went to two different Bata Medrash. In one Medrash they asked the Shailah Lagabe Peah. In one Medrash they asked the Shailah Lagabe Tzedakah. And really it's the same Shailah, but they put it together. But it's not a progression that one is built upon the other one. And therefore, so that's, that's how the Ran is more comfortable learning, because he doesn't see the Svara that after Peah you would ask the Shailah of Tzedakah, because he seems to say it's basically the same question. Now, there is an interesting discussion over here that has practical halacha nafkamina halacha. The Ramah Paskins, I believe it's the Ramah Paskins, that if a person has makes a mental note to give tzedakah in his mind, it's binding. Not all the poskim agree with that. Some poskim have said it's declarative. You have to actually say. But mental note is not sufficient. The Ramah seems to hold that a mental note is. So therefore the question they ask is from our Gemara. If in fact just a mental note is mechaivah to give tzedakah. So why is the Gemara asking whether there's a yad? Whether there's a yad that does the declaration have to be a full declaration or if it's only a partial declaration. But if it's mental, it's mental. If it's mental. So the way they answer the Ramah is very interesting, isn't it? If all the person made was a mental note, then it could be the mental note is, is binding. But if a person already showed that he wants to make a declaration, means he's not relying on the mental note, then you do not take the mental note into account. Then you have to look at the declaration. And then the question is, well, is that declaration binding or not? And if it's a yad, then the question is, is a yad binding or not? That becomes the Shiloh. Just explain the Ramah. But that is a, you know, there's another discussion over here. I, I, I listened to this, uh, my site was seven years ago. I brought down, I believe that it was a machlokas between Rabbi Yosef and the Chazanish, I believe. I, I take a look. That sometimes you happen to see a Meshulach comes in, so you put your pile of money to the side, right? And then you turn around, and what happens? It's gone. What's the halacha concerning that pile? So the, the Arsam post, I don't remember which one says what, that says once you already designated that for the pile, of, so therefore you have to give it to Tzedakah. Ah, you can't find that Meshulach. That's oh, you mean like your own money in your pocket? Yeah, 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 but... Well, I'm a sure look at You see the guy coming to collect, right. right? So the guy comes to collect, so you figure by the time he gets to your hand it to him, and he didn't see you, and he left, and now you have that pile of money, oh, so the question is... He never took it, so the yeah, question is, what do, you, what, what do you do with that? So it's a machlokas. According to uh, some, once you put it aside, even if you didn't make a verbal declaration, right. but that is an active act of that should go to Zoka, and never should go to Zoka, Go find a pushka, go find. Others hold that no, your intent was to give it that guy. You can't give it to that guy. All right, go buy yourself an ice cream. So therefore, that would be, that's an interesting machlokas that is over here as well. But these are practical issues that come up all the time. All right. So, the Gemara, again, leaves this un, uh, uh, unresolved if there's a yad for tzedakah or not. But the Gemara now goes to the next case. Yesh yad lehefker. 
Now it seems over here, this was not independent. This is, they knew about the question, whoever, with the base members to discuss Yesh Yad Lehefker also knew that there was an unresolved child of Yesh Yad Lehefker. Which one is going to ask, well if you were unresolved by Yesh Yad Lehefker, why are you asking Yesh Yad Lehefker? Lechora, the Gemara assumes at this point that there should be no distinction between Hefker and Tzedakah. So yeish yad lehefker, or dimayin yad lehefker. Practically, one hainet tzedakah. Whatever your resolution for tzedakah should be, should apply to hefker as well. So Mordechai says, no. Imtim tzaloma ka'amar. This actually is a progression. Imtim tzaloma. Even if you want to say imtim tzaloma yeish yad tzedakah. Even if you want to say that the juxtaposition between tzedakah and korban makes it that it's not just for bal ta'achar. It means just as korban has a din of a yad. Stalker has a din of a yad. We could still ask the question by Hefker. Why would Hefker be different than Tzedakah? Uh, conceptually, it would seem to be the same thing. You are now removing yourself from your asset. So whether you're giving it to Amiyam or you're just giving it up, why should there be a difference? Yad works with Tzedakah. Why should not work? No, there is a difference. Because L'chayra, so even if you say that Yesh Yad the Tzedakah because there ain't Hekesh Lamechza because we don't make a Hekesh part way. They want the portal between Tzedakah and Karben has been established it applies to Yad as well. Me, I mean, and Heine Tzedakah. Do we say, maybe the Torah is telling you the declaration by Tzedakah, a Yad applies, right? But not, uh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I skipped the line. So yeah, it's, yesh yad and Hefker, Nami, Amrina, and Heine Tzedakah, and then Hefker should be falling under the category of tzedakah. Now, why exactly would you think that hefker should be similar to tzedakah is an interesting discussion in the portion. But al-pisvara, that generally when you give something, something hefker, maybe the thought is like this, the majority of cases, who's going to end up with it? The Aniyah, no, that's not the Beis Amir. The Aniyah, so therefore, it's, maybe it falls under. It's similar. It means it's similar to that. Right. Oh, Dilma, maybe not. Shani tzedakah, the tzedakah lo chazi elanim. Maybe when you have that power of declaration that a yad is binding, right, is dafka by tzedakah. It's a very, very, very interesting shayla. That if I made something hefker and an ani took it, am I a kind of mitzvah of tzedakah? Maybe not. Because tzedakah, yes, I intended to go to anim. Only anim are allowed to take it. When I make something hefker, even ashirim, even wealthy people are allowed to take it. If it ends up happening that it comes out in the hands of an ani, that doesn't necessarily mean that I fulfilled the mitzvah of tzedakah. It's not, not so clear, right? So that I'll have ger, bang lani and bang lashim, and since it's both lani and lashim, maybe it doesn't have the same halachas of tzedakah. And therefore, even if a yad works with tzedakah, who says that a yad would work in a case of hefker? Right, it'd be the same case, by the way, that if you have two, uh, two of your items that are next to each other, you say, I want this to be Hefker, and you said, and this. You never said, and this also, what did you mean, and this also, maybe, and this also, I'm going to keep for myself, or we don't know clearly what it means, so you'd have to come on to the, you know, but yeah, that would be the situation. Now, boy, Ravina, very interesting, Shaila, yeish yad Akisa. is there a yad for a bathroom? What's going on here? What do we need to be out for a bathroom? So the, the Ron explains as follows. The Ron explains is that in a bathroom, even if a bathroom is clean, but you're not allowed to say Krishna. He says Krishna. But Drew, this old Tfilah, he just gives the Daraisa case. 
Krishna. You don't want to say Krishna in a bathroom. If you say Krishna in a bathroom, you have to repeat it. Halacha right? is if you said Krishna and then you look down and didn't realize you're right next to a, 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 a pile of feces, you would have to say Krishna. You cannot, you're not Yodse in certain places, I hear Krishna. So what's the case over there? So therefore like this, the, the case was, let's say you had, there are two rooms next to each other and you said, I am designating this room to be a bathroom. So now that's my question. You've designated that room to be a bathroom. So now, even though it's clean, it was never used, right? You go into that room and you say, Krishna, you're not yoked to your Krishna. Because you designated that as the bathroom. Now what if you said, I want this room to be the bathroom, and this one also. Also no Shiloh. Because that's not a yam. That's clear. You're piggybacking the second lotion onto the first one. But let's say you said, I want this A, room A, to be a bathroom. And this one, but you never said the word also. Right? Now again, what did you mean? It could mean, and this one also. If it's this one also, then it would be a bathroom. But that's relying on it being a yacht, because you did not say a full declaration. But whatever we'll see, it may, might mean something else. This one maybe should be the rec room. It could mean something else. But the child is therefore does a yad work to designate something which could have a lochit nafkamina? Am I allowed to say Krishna there? Am I allowed to say Krishna there? If I only use the yad, or maybe it was only a yad and there's no yadaim in this particular situation, that's the question. So, what's the case? So, Elay may be said to Amahadein Beiso, Lahaba Beisakisa. I want this room to be a Beisakise, Vahadein Nami, and then room B, I also want, also, should also, this one also, that's Ahu Beisakisa, Nami Hava. That's for sure the second one's a Beisakise, because that's not a partial lotion, that's a full lotion, piggybacking the second one onto the first one. El, if you're going to Amr Vahadein, below Amr Nami. You said on this one, but you never used the word Nami also. So, my. So, what do we say? Hadein to Amar. My Hadein to Amar. What does it mean in this one? Hadein, Nami Vesakise. It could mean he meant also. He didn't say the word also, but he meant also, right? As a yad, it would work. There's a gray area because my Vahadein. Maybe it's a Tashmisha Ma'amar Ka'amar. There is an outside shot that it could mean for other uses. And therefore, and that's the Shiloh, which would depend, are you relying on Yadayim, is there a din of Yados when it comes to designation of something as such as a bathroom? Yes or no? Now the Gemara opens up a whole can of worms here. The Gemara says, one second, there is a huge, huge debate as to whether something that was only designated but never used, whether or not the designation alone gives the status as if it had already been used before. But as mana milsa, then you've defined or designated something for a certain use, does that take on the status? Mamish in this shaila, right? So, but it, it seems to, uh, the Gemara the says, it seems to the person asking the shaila, was Rapapa, whoever it is, asking the shaila, that he had no, there's no question. If it was for sure designation, be also to you say Krishna. But that itself is a whole shaila, it was never used. Is designation powerful enough to, pre, to preclude usage or not? Let's say a guy says, I want it to be a bathroom, and then he says, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to say Krishna, then I, I, I changed my mind. But maybe yes, maybe no. Maybe it's too late. That's a Shiloh. So why are you assuming that as long as the verbiage, the ver- it's considered verbally a, a valid designation, that it would be also to say Krishna in there? That should not be so partial. That's what the Lord is asking. 
So Gemara says like this: Michlal, we can infer from the way that this Shiloh was raised that Pshita Leila Ravina was Ravina asked the Shiloh that it seems to be Pasha to Ravina that Yeish Zimun Leveisakise that when it comes to something like Leveisakise Zimun alone designation alone is effective to preclude now davening that area even though what even though it had never been used. Frag the Gemara. Ravina himself was the person who raised that Shiloh. Frag Ravina. Ravina himself asked the Shiloh. If there was a designation for something to be a Beis what is the din? The Agos Rensburg over here takes out the next few words. The designation for something as a bathhouse takes out those words. Mahu. What is the din? Zimun Mil is designation alone effective. Or ain't Zimun so the Chayra, why is Rabina asking the Shaila here as if it's partial to him that Zimun helps and when he had the Shaila and other Masnachta whether or not Zimun is considered itself binding or not? So when it says, Rabina Chadami Kami Rabina actually was asking one question within the other question, meaning it's a double, it's a two pronged question. The way you ask the question is like this First of all, does Zimun help? Does designation alone, alone bind this as now being uh, effective that this room now cannot be used for Tefillah for Krishna? And then the follow-up question is, now if you hold that Zimun does work, does a Yad work as an effective declaration to create Zimun? Meaning that, yes, Ravina himself, in essence, is not sure about Zimun to begin with, but this is a two-pronged question. Assuming that Zimun does work, what about if it's a Yad? That's how you have to read the question that Ravina was asking. So, Gemara says, Chada Chada, there's a one question contained within one question. Come here, boy, that's what he's asking. Zimun moyol or ein moyol, does Zimun work or Zimun not work? If you tell me Zimun does work, then Yesh Yad or Ein Yad, and the, well, that's the Shal. And the Gemara ends up Tiboyale. That's again, we said Lashon Adarim Yishuna. The languages and expressions used in Adarim you don't find anywhere else in Shas. Tiboyale means Teku. In other places it says Teku. Tiboyale, the question is still a question, but it means Teku over here. Now, the Ron goes through a huge machlok as we've shown him. What do you do now? Because you asked some very important questions over here. What's the din? If there's a yard or not the yard, it could have, is the yard by Kedushin, is the yard. So he brings down, some Rishonim say, since the majority of these cases you're dealing with derises. So when you have a suffix on a derisa, what should you say? Uh, you're supposed to say. Suffix derisa. Is a, is a cool, is a, is a, is not, you're not strict, I thought. If you're a derisa, for sure you're strict. If it's only a derabana. No, no. Shavad deraisa for sure. You go lechumra. You go lechumra. If you're strict, whether or not if you only a suffolk on a derabono, then you can be lenient. But if it's a suffolk, whether or not there's a ishi mekudasha. Yeah, that's a different shaila. Everyone agrees suffolk deraisa lechumra. There's a machlokas we've shown him. Is it made derabono lechumra? But everyone agrees. But everyone agrees. That's the that's the ramashit. Suffolk deraisa is lechumra made derabono. But for sure, it's deraisa lechumra. Okay. The only question is, why is it the Chumrah? Okay. But for sure it's the Chumrah. So the Irish Shonen that learn over here, that for sure, it's since it's a Suffolk Day Raisa, you have to go to the Chumrah. The Ran brings down that he does not agree with that completely, because some of these situations, like Tzedakah, in these cases, involve money. 
And when it comes to money, there's another Eshaila. It's Amalchim Mechaveiro Halavaraya. So let the Ani bring a proof that you die and work, and then he can get the money. But therefore, just to say across the board, some of the right, so that's a big Shaila that is being discussed over here. Okay. Let's go back to it. So in the Mishnah, remember we had, there were five expressions, whether it's three plus two, or it's five independent expressions, we discussed all of that. But basically, it gave examples of Yadayim. That these are partial uh, expressions that because we know we have scriptural sources that Yadayim are binding, so these expressions for sure are binding, complete with Shani Yochah, Shani Tomlah, is a binding and the Neder is Chal. The last line in the Mishnah brought down, Rabbi Akiva said, if a person said, Menuda Anilach. Now the word Menuda could mean one of two possible things. Does he mean to say, like it's a, like a Cheyrem, Nidu is a Cheyrem, that I'm, I'm making a Cheyrem from me to you, right? Or maybe Menuda is a Lashon of Neder. Now, there is a, Neder is binding. But saying is that an, uh, that my, my, my assets or myself are going to be a cherem to you, that's not necessarily a binding lushen. So what is the din? So it says, Rabbi Akiva Yachochach Bezeh Lahachmir. Rabbi Akiva Yachochach Bezeh Lahachmir means that, you will see that the word chochach means, like he, uh, some say it means he was scratching his head, like he was rubbing it. He wasn't, he, it, it wasn't clear to him, but nevertheless, he said you should be machmer, you should deal with it as if it is binding. The implication is, he's, that's a disagreement, because the Chachamim said the examples we gave are binding, but this would not be a binding nether, this would be more impl- implied that he's making, trying to make a cherem, and therefore would not be a binding nether, and therefore would not be in violation of Val Yachel Devaro, having violated his nether, if it was not necessarily kept. That's the, that's the reading. Now, what, what the point that was making, that, uh, that even Rabbi Akiva himself, that says that it is a binding nether, if you use a lotion of menuda, it would not be something that we can give you lashes for. Because you see from the wording of Rabbi Akiva, he used the word chochech. Chochech means that he, he, had, he was vacillating. He wasn't sure 100%, so therefore it's much, but it's only as a, as a suffix because it's a chumra deraisa, you have to be machmer. But to give someone lashes for that, you can't go ahead and give them lashes. Even if there was warning and whatever it is, you would not be able to give lashes for it. And therefore, even Rabbi Akiva disagrees with the Chacham. The Chacham said there's no problem with Chalal over here of a neder. Even Rabbi Akiva said there is a problem of a neder, but it's only as a chumra and not something that you'd be able to give the person lashes for. So I'm going to buy a murder of Akiva. Akiva would agree the Indian Malkas when it comes to whether or not if a person violated the Lashon of Menudo do you get lashes or not? Sheena Loke. Why? Because in Ken, because Rabbi Akiva held that no, I hold that it's binding by Raisa and you get lashes then Nitni Rabbi Akiva Machmer. Then just right, Rabbi Akiva is Machmer with this Lashon. He is strict. The Chachamim are not and he is strict. But the, uh, but the fact that it says the word chocha means that if you, the only reason he's being machmir is out of a suffolk. Out of a suffolk, you cannot give the guy lashes for a violation. Now, comes along Rav Papa, and he says that if a person said, benedina minach, alright? If a person, bottom of Zion, if a person said, benedina minach, right? That kula amalopligi to oser. There's no argument between Rabbi Yekiv and the Chacham. The lashon of Nedina, even though it could match Benidui, but it's accepted term that that actually means neder. And if you use an expression of there is Nedina minach, that means there's a neder between me and you, and therefore that's binding. The neder is chal. There's not even a shaila. No argument between Rabbi Yekiv and the Chachamim. 
Mishamtana mina. The word shamta is nidui in Hebrew. In Aramaic. Nidui in Hebrew, Aramaic. So if I said mishamtana, that's also a clear-cut lashon. Mishamtana means there's a cherem between us. Cherem between us is not a binding nether. So everybody agrees, the Kula al-Mashari, that there would not be a nether prohibition concerning whatever the items they were discussing that he said there's a cherem between us on. That's a cherem, that's not a need, that's not a nether, so not a question. So therefore, on the two opposite polar, uh, uh, polar opposites, if you said, uh, Nadina, for sure it is a nether. If you said shamtana, it's for sure not. But my Ligi, the argument is specifically the menudo aniloch. Use the lashon as the Mishnah said. You like of menudo. What does menudo mean? Rabbi Akiva Sava Lishna Diniduyahi. That that is a lashon of niduya. That's the same lashon as when we said in the beginning that they they don't argue when you lose the lashon of Nedina Minach. We said Dibri Akol. Everyone agrees. That it's considered to be a nether. So he says, Neduya has the same lushan, it's the same mashma. It's more leans itself to be interpreted as nidui, and therefore it is, I'm not nidui, it's more interpreted as, as, as nether, and therefore it is considered binding. That's the lushan of menudani minach, right? So he says, the lushan of niduya. It's a lushan of niduya. It's a lushan, it's mashma more restriction through nether. Right? Rabban and Savi, no. Menuda, according to them, is mashma more like Nidui, which is more like Shamtana. And Shamtana, we said, Cherem or Nidui, uh, that's not a binding lotion, and therefore that is the point of contention, specifically on Menuda. So Nadina is Neder, Shamtana is not Neder, Menuda is Neder, is, is the Machlokas. Is it Neder or is it, is it Nidui? That is the Machlokas Rekiva and uh, and, and the Chachamim. That is the explanation here of Rav Papa. Says the Gemara as, as follows. Alright? Upliga de Rav Chista. Says the Gemara that this interpretation clearly of Rav Papa clearly disagrees with the understanding of Rav Chista. Why? Da'ahu gavra da'amar meshamtana benichsei debrei de Rav Yirmibar Abba. There was a certain person that said, Mishamtana benichsei debrei de Rav Yirmibar Abba. He used the Lashon Mishamtana concerning the assets of Rav Yirmibar Abba. Now what did we say? That if somebody says, Rav Papa said, if somebody used the Lashon Mishamtana, what do we say? We said there's not a Shah, there's no, it's not even a Machlokas. Everyone agrees Shamtana is a Lashon of Nidui, of Cherem, and that's not a binding nether if you use the Lashon Shamtana. But this guy did use Shamtana. And what happened? They came to Rav Chista, Amalei, he said that even though, according to Rabbi Akiva, this should be problematic, but no one paskins in this case like Rabbi Akiva. Lays the chais to the heart of Rabbi Akiva. The chachamim don't agree with Rabbi Akiva, and therefore you don't have to worry about it being a binding. But you see that according to the understanding of Rav Chista, Shamtana is also a machlokus. Not like, not it's not posh, it's, it's machlokus. Just we don't pass him like Rabbi Akiva. According to what we said before, according to Rav Papa, that by Shamtana no one argues. Rabbi Akiva would agree with the Chacham. You see from Rav Chista, not like that. Rabbi Akiva would argue even in a Lashon of Shamtana, it's just we don't pass him like him. That's what you see from Rav Chista. He says like this, Amalei leis the chashu with Rabbi Akiva. Kasavar b'shamtana pligi. You see according to Rav Chista, they argue not only in the case of Menuda, but they also argue in the case of Shamtana, that Rabbi Akiva would hold somehow that Shamtana could also to be implying not cherem but applying neder as well. Okay. Now, I mean, these are this is all language that 
Well, Shehrem, Shehrem, Nidui, in some of the languages, we say it every year, I call, I call, every year I say, Yom Kippur, I call Nidui, these are the languages we're talking about, yeah. Right, right. Now, Amarav Ilo, Amarav, I mean, yeah, in some communities, they were, everyone's putting everybody in Shehrem, so I mean, I guess some of these were showing us would, they would apply. So anyway, so one of them is like this, Amarav Ilo, Amarav. We're talking about now, actually, a, a, once we started talking about so we're going to talk about a situation where a person was put into Cheyrem, means he had done something that the based in or the rub of the city felt he should put in Cheyrem, a certain Averas, a certain things that as a tikkun for the person, allow him to do tshuva or whatever it is, they should put him in Cheyrem. But they did it and it was done in front of him. means he was present. We're going to see there's two, there are two ways you can do neither. One is the guy's in front of the base, you know, in front of the rov. Or something is that they just send him a little, you've, you've been put in cheyron. Right? So this was a cheyron that was done in front of him. Nidu b'fonov. Ein matirin lo el b'fonov. The din is, the aloha is, that when you remove, you have to be matir him, you have to remove him from his nidui, it should also be done in his presence. Just as you conferred the nidui upon him in his presence, the removal of it should be done in his presence as well. Now, if he was put into nidui when it wasn't in his presence, so then, matirin lo, then that you, then you can re- remove the need to, whether he's in, it's in his presence or not in his presence. Now, there's at least three different interpretations as to why this should be so. The Ron brings down a shot, and he doesn't like it, I mean, it's his own shot. The Ron brings down a shot that sometimes we find that a nether, for example, that's made in front of people is more binding. It's more binding. So you learn the same thing, that a nidoy that's made in front of people is more binding, so to be able to remove it, you have to do it in front of, the, of, the, of people as well. It can be done in private. But he doesn't like that shot. He doesn't, he doesn't like that shot. He says that should, make, that, that should not be the difference. He says a different reason. He says like this, that if a person had a nidoy that he was, it was based and summoned him to put him in nidoy, and then they removed it without letting him know, now, part of the rules of Nido is you can't do business with a guy, you're not allowed to be within his Daladamas, and all of a sudden people start doing that, he's going to think that what? That they are in violation of the Nido. So we don't want him to think they're in violation. So if it was done in his presence, in order that he should not think, or other people should not think that people are violating it, the only way to remove it... If it's done in the same, in front of the basin as well. So, in, in, uh, uh, right? And the Ron says the difference would end up being is that let's say they send a message to the guy that we are removing it. So if they send a message, removing it, then there's no reason for him anymore to be done in his presence. So that's the Ron's shot. Now the, the Rush brings down, and I think, uh, I think it's from Yerushalmi, he said a different shot. He says because there's a much greater humiliation to have a Nidui done in a public forum than to be done without the person there. So therefore, this is for the covet of the individual. If you put him in Nidui in a public forum, you have to, for his covet, you have to remove it. Not that it can't work, it could work without him there, but for his sake, to restore him, you should remove it only when he's in his presence. If you remove it, if you did it when he wasn't around, then you don't have to worry about it because you didn't have such a great humiliation, then you can remove it without him being around as well. That's the, I think the rush brings down from the Yerushalmi, I think that's the, that's the shot. Okay, let's go back to it. Alright. Now, the Gemara talks about 
that if a person hears Hashem's name, let, let's start with this. If a person utters Hashem's name in vain, right, for no productive purpose, it also opens up a whole can of worms over here. Whether or not this is in any language, can you say G-O-D? Or is that, is that considered to be using God's name in vain? Or there are, There's a whole discussion over here. But whatever the case is, a person used God's name in vain, the halacha is, that person needs to be put in cheyrim. The person using it, and, and, and by the way, nidui could be any person, could put any person in cheyrim. It doesn't have to be dafka based in and if you hear somebody using God's name in Cheyrem and do not put him in Cheyrem, the halach is, then you deserve to be put in Cheyrem. Now, we're going to see what's, why. Why is it such a severe thing? But that's going to be the rule over here. So, let's see. So, Amar Avchanin, Amar Rav, Hashomer Azkoros Hashem, Mipichavero, Tzarek Lindoso. If you hear your friend using God's name in vain, right, he should be put in Nidui, Right? And if you ask, I don't want to, I don't start up with a guy, and you don't do it, then what's the halacha? Who asks no ye be nidui? Now the answer doesn't mean automatically be nidui, but it means you yourself deserve to be a nidui too. That's your offense now is that you should be put in nidui. Why? What is the reason for this? Now we're going to see that, that the one is going to say that Hashem's name used appropriately, like with a bracha, with tefillah, brings blessing to the world, connects us to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, brings blessing to the world, and there becomes abundance and wealth and prosperity, and, and, uh, and, 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 and people uh, are, are, have the ability to live longer when God's name is used correctly. Rahman al-Atzlan, if God's name is not used correctly, then it has the opposite. It brings anius, it can bring poverty, could even be Rahman al-Atzlan, bring death to the world, and therefore, if we don't react immediately, if you react immediately to it, so then it like almost like it corrects the problem. So now, if you didn't react to it, then you're part of that problem too. So therefore, now you should be put into need to show that we don't allow God's name to be used in an incorrect manner, and therefore the negative impacts of using God's name should not apply to the community. But that's the idea. It means this is like to protect the community if you use it in vain, because then the opposite of what using it correctly will occur. That's what the Gemara basically is going to say. Let's see it inside. When you see that God's name is being mentioned inappropriately, in, it was not in the right fashion, so then... Aniyus Mitsuya, poverty will be found. Again, because you, you're, you're, you're using the, 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 the tool that collects, that creates prosperity in the wrong fashion. Vaniyus Kamisa, and poverty is like death. Right? There's four types of ways that the Torah could, uh, that we find that, that, that person is considered like death. Poverty is one of them. Person becoming become dis- disconnected, having no sphere of influence anymore. That, that's, uh, that, that is considered a form of death. And how do we know that poverty is a form of death? So it's very interesting. Is that Moshe Rabbeinu had to run away from its rhyme because of which two individuals? Dasan and Aviram. Dasan and Aviram, they, uh, they spoke about it. Right. And, and then Hashem made a statement, the people, that, uh, the people that spoke against you are no longer alive. But we find that they were by Korach. So 
the more understands because Hashem took away the spheres of influence. How did he take away the spheres of influence? He, he took away their money, made them impoverished, so you don't have to worry about them having any issues. The Ram goes through, how do you know? Maybe they had Saras, maybe they had, the Ram goes through all the different things. But anyway, the point is, you see that, that the, the problem is poverty is like death. It's like you're bringing death to a community if a person does not use God's name in an appropriate manner. That we set one example from Dosim Bavir, Tanya, Tanya, we also learn from, from the brides, it says, that when Chachomim are upset about something, you don't start up with big Talmud Chachomim, when they're very upset about something and they did look uh, disapprovingly at a person because of something that he's done that is completely inappropriate, oh Misa, either Rachman death can come to that person, and if it's not death, what's going to happen is, oh Ioni, or poverty. But you see, there is a comparison between death and poverty. Okay, so anyway, that is the rule. So in certain situations, a person should be put into Nidoi using Hashem's name in vain, and, if the, and, and, and everybody's instructed to put him in Nidoi, and if the person does not put him in struggle, then he himself is part of the problem, and he himself should be put into Nidoi, because again, using God's name in a community inappropriately brings either, uh, brings, uh, uh, disconnects us from his blessings, and we no longer have wealth or, or connection to life, etc. Amar Rabbi Abba, Abba Kaminaka made Rav Huna. I was standing before Rav Huna. Shama lahach ititzo to Avgaz Hashem levatola. And we were in earshot of a certain woman, and uh, she used God's name in an uh, inappropriate manner. It was levatola in vain. Shamto, so immediately he put her in nidui. Shamto is a lashon of Shamtino is nidui. He put in nidui. And then, immediately after that, he removed it, the Sharallah, the altar, the Apa. And he did it while she was there. He put her in Cheyrim in front of her, and then he removed it in front of her too. Alright? So, Shmamanatlas, from Ravuna's actions, we can derive three alochas. What can you like? Number one, Shmamanashamea haskaras Hashem Number one, if you hear God's name be used in vain, in front of you, you have a responsibility to put that person in need. Do it. Number one. Nidu befana. When you put someone in Nidu in front of you, right? Ain Matinla El you have to remove the Nidui when that person's in front of you because you see that he removed it while she was there as well. And the third thing you see from this, and the Ryan brings down that there are other cases, there are examples where there's a discussion when somebody's put into Nidui for certain things, you have to wait three days. You see, not like that. You no see time. that there's no time limit. That means that there's not a minimum amount of time that it has to be. Could, uh, that the effects of a nidoy are immediate, and therefore right away you can remove the nidoy as well. That there's no time needed between when the nidoy was made and when the nidoy was removed, was annulled. The light club means that we know there's no set amount, there's no minimum amount. Okay. Amrav Gidel Amrav. Talmud Chochem Menade Laatzma Omefer Laatzma. The person is a Talmud Chochem. And he recognizes that he's done something that bears, that should have Nidui consequences. He can put himself in Nidui and he can also remove himself 
from Nidui. Now we got what's that? Because again, the punishment. I did something that was wrong. I'm gonna. It's a self-inflicted. I, I want to make sure that I, I get the punishment. The tikkun. It's a tikkun for the person as well. So I want to make sure that and he can remove it. In and out. In and out. So why is that cheetah? That seems to be obvious. What's the chiddush? So no, because Maud is saying, uh, no, some don't have the word cheetah there, well, it makes a difference. But Maud is saying, uh, We've seen this concept before, is that somebody in jail cannot remove himself from jail. And you might have thought, it might be that you can put yourself in Nidui, but maybe to remove yourself, then move here. somebody else has to do it for him, Kamash Walani can remove it from himself. Now the Gemara asks, Hey Dami, I'll circle back to this moment. What's the case? Now, the, the, the summary shown him learn that this is not just carte blanche, that if you've done certain things that are so severe, you can't just put yourself in neither. That has to be a rubber based in, or somebody else has to do it, not you, and then you remove yourself. So the one is asking, so what cases does this apply when you can put yourself in neither or not? Others learn that, no, there's no difference. It doesn't matter what the Avera was. You can always put yourself... Here, but we just give an example where we see it was common for to have a self-inflicted nidui plus a removal. What's the example? Kihada Marzutra Chasida. Marzutra, the pious one. We're going to see a level of his piety. Right? Kimachai Bar Beirav Shamto. When a Talmud Chochem, one of the, 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 Torah, the Torah scholars, the Yeshiva Bochrem, did something that needed to put in nidui, so he empathized. Put somebody in nidui is a terrible thing. So what he would do is, he would first put himself in Nidui and then put the other fellow in Nidui. Because showing empathy to what the... So therefore, Meshamet Namshibereisha, first he put himself in Nidui, Vahadar Meshamet Barbe Rab, and then he would put the Talmud Chochem in Nidui, Ayla say then he would go home, and Shari Lanafshe, and then he would remove the Nidui for himself, and then only Hadar Shari Lay, and then go back and remove the Nidui from the Talmud Chochem. Now, a couple of things. So some learn that this idea, what the Mordor is saying is that you can put your Sarah and remove it, only is in cases like this, where really, you didn't have a real obligation to put yourself in Nidui, so if you didn't really, you're only doing it as showing a sign of empathy, then you can remove it. But if you've actually done something that deserves Nidui, then you cannot go ahead and do that. So others learn, no, that's not, that's not, uh, that's not, that's not necessarily the case. The other thing that's interesting, why did he wait till he gets home? Right. So what, why, why do you have to wait till he gets home? So some learn is because he didn't want to impose on his family. His wife, because when you're Nidu, they can't come within Dalit Amas of you and whatever. And this opens up another Shaila because there are, there's a discussion. Some have shown him learn when you are in Nidu, your wife is not included. Because Ishtaka Gufo. When you're in Nidu, she's allowed to come within your Dalit Amas. It doesn't preclude the wife. That wouldn't affect the wife. It affects everybody else. So therefore, that is a discussion that is held over here as well. And just one last thing that uh, I wanted to bring up. Yeah, the idea of saying Hashem's name, there is discussion over here when you learn Gemara. We have Sukkim. So, Hashem's name appears in it. Can you say Hashem's name or not? That's a Machlokas in the Poskim. The other thing is also by Zmiris. Some learn they have to be careful by Zmiris. When you sing... Right? Okay. So you don't keep all the... They won't say Hashem's name. Right. That, that's because of this issue over here. Is that considered to be like in vain or not considered in vain? Everyone have a good day. Thank God.